0: Hey everyone, John Wortham here with Jamie Lasanti, my partner in crime. We're at the U.S. Open. We're going to do this podcast on Thursday, early in the day session. So we're timestamping that so if anything crazy happens subsequent, you'll know why we didn't discuss it. Thanks for joining us. We're going to talk some U.S. Open Tournament is about 72 hours old. Nothing too crazy apart from the fact that there was indoor tennis last night, Wednesday night, under a roof, which was historic. But we're just going to talk about what's happened in the first three days. If you hear background noise, we're going to trade quality for authenticity. We may well hear an announcement from the uh, inimitable voice of the tournament uh, spokesman telling us that, you know. Uh, Ricardus Ricardo is due in our interview room. You may hear screeching. You may hear China going up to the luxury suites, but we figure it's worthwhile. So, Jamie Lasanti, you have been here as well for three days. Why don't you start this time? What's uh, What struck you?
1: Uh, you want to talk about the roof
0: well, and the all noise? All right, we let's ta- get you, the roof out of the way.
1: You talk about noise here that we might hear. Did you feel like it was noisy? I have to say, I was up in... The 300s, the boonies of Arthur Ashe last night sitting watching some of that match. It was loud. It was loud. There was a constant hum that I don't think anyone is used to at all.
0: I, I feel like, and there's a hum actually when the roof is open too. In my personal view, I don't necessarily mind it. Sometimes I think it's a little too quiet for a sporting event. The players don't seem to like it. Jim Currier was saying the doll looked like he was bothered by the noise. It takes some getting used to, but the roof is here. Of course, now that it's built, we're going to complain about it. So uh, let's say that it was too noisy. No, but it, it does change the vibe. I mean, the other thing I was thinking is between the noise, between the possibility of a roof, between Hawkeye, between all the space beyond the baseline, if you're Serena Williams, that's where you're playing, you don't have to worry about it. Novak Djokovic isn't playing on court 17, but if you're a player that's coming in and out, I mean, you look at the night schedule tonight, if you're, say, Stevie Johnson, or, you know, you just look at uh, who Serena's opponent is, Vanya King, who was out playing doubles on one of the back courts yesterday, that's a pretty big adjustment. And the dimensions of a tennis court obviously don't change anywhere in the world. But the difference between playing on Court 12, which I believe is where Vanya King played last night in doubles, and then going to play your singles match on Arthrash Stadium, I think that's a pretty significant difference that we don't always talk about that much. All right, what else we got here? Let's, uh, let's just free associate. Um, biggest uh, biggest moment to date? What's yours in this tournament?
1: I think it's a tie. I think we'll do a winner and a loser. All right. A loser? Garbine Muguruza. Yeah,
0: no, okay, good one.
1: Uh, that was a little shocking. It had uh, kind of remnants of, of Caroline Wozniacki last year, night match, Arthur Ashe. She had the kind of stage coming in as a finalist from the previous year. Good. Same same kind of kind of feeling for me. I think Muguruza says she doesn't really feel the pressure or doesn't, yeah, you know. Yeah, right. But... It's, it was there. I think it was clear. And then the winner is Wozniacki because I think she really stepped up. I think the match against Townsend really helped her to kind of raise her level. And she played really good to beat you know someone who's you who know, just beat her in the opening round in Wimbledon. So.
0: More winners than errors, which you don't always see for Wozniacki. Uh, that's good. I would say that if Wozniacki... Uh, I'll play off that. A, if Wozniacki had lost to Townsend... You know what Wozniacki's rank now? I had to look this up. 74. That's wild. I mean, that is a real, real fall for someone who was a top five player two years ago, and it's used said, a finalist. If Wozniacki had not beaten Taylor Townsend, and that match was, you know, that, that went deep into a third. It was five all in the third set before Wozniacki pulled away. If Wozniacki had lost to Taylor Townsend, this would have been just a dismal, dismal year for her. So she got a second win. She beat. Number 9 seed Kuznetsova, and actually not only outplayed her, but outslugged her, which you don't often say about Wozniacki. Now the draw has opened up a bit, and you see how, you know, we always talk about matches turn on a few points, but really whole tournaments do as well. Suddenly things look much better for Wozniacki. Agree, agree, agree on Muguruza. Here's a player who has reached the final of Wimbledon and won a major, the French Open, in the last 18 months and otherwise has done very, very little. And the one thing about when you're a seeded player and you're losing before the third round, you are lo- losing to someone outside the top 32. So these are really inexplicable losses. It's been very disappointing how Muguruza hasn't been able to build on that French Open title. Remember, too, she lost at the Olympics 6-1, 6-1. I mean, you're a Grand Slam champion. You're your number three, four player in the world, and you're losing double breadsticks. That is inexplicable to me. You don't, you don't see that. Too often. I'll go on the men's side real quick. I think the two big wins, they were both by Americans. One of them was Ryan Harrison beating Raonic. If you were writing this story, as you and I would as writers, I I think the lead has got to be Raonic's cramping and immobility and some of the physical issues a little more so than Ryan Harrison having the biggest win of his career. The other match that I think really kind of got lost, and maybe it's just a, a schedule thing, sometimes matches go on simultaneous with other matches and we don't pay enough attention, but Jared Donaldson, age 20, who did not even get a wild card, he had to qualify just to get in the main draw, not only beating David Gauffin, who's one of these players on the rise that everybody likes, but six love in the fourth set. That, to me, was a big, big result for a young American that, for some reason, we're not talking about much. Again, we're talking about francis TFO almost taking out John Isner and Taylor Fritz had a five-setter with Jack Sock. So there's a reason why this may have been lost in the shuffle and that tends to happen early in a slam, but Jared Donaldson uh deserves a lot of credit. That's a that's a big win again on the heels of qualifying for the main draw. All right, what else do you like? What about our number 1 seeds? You mm-hmm. uh you see Serena play the other night? Yes. And
1: and sleeves. What do you think of the sleeves?
0: What'd what she call it? A cold shoulder? I think she <laughs> called that look.
1: Part of the look. I don't know. I, I I think Djokovic got a little bit of a gift, perhaps. I think it's a gift for his body. I'm not too sure about the mental side of it. I think sitting around at home kind of messing up your schedule a little bit can can screw with you if you're a player because you're used to having a schedule, coming in, doing practice, getting your you know, getting your time in Winning your match and kind of sticking to that, and so I think it could help him, but who knows? Did you hear anything more about his his injuries? I think
0: we were all waiting to see. There were, there were a lot of questions facing both Djokovic and Serena coming in, and I think Serena really answered hers. I mean, that's a brutal, brutal first-round draw playing Makarova, semi-finalist here just two years ago, former top-ten player, just won gold in Rio in doubles, had this been a week later, Makarova would have been seated. I mean, that's as bad an opponent as you could get for Serena in the first round. And she absolutely blitzed through that match. She served well. Her shoulder didn't seem to bother her. Remember, this was also the first match she'd played at the U.S. Open since that brutal, brutal loss last year to Vinci. So there was no sort of emotional scar tissue. Great A-plus effort first-round match for Serena. A lot of questions answered. Djokovic, I think his match probably triggered as many questions as it an answered. He won. He beat... Um, Yuzhinovich, but he looked like he was in pain. He not only had the the left wrist injury, but also had his right arm worked on, and I think a lot of people were waiting to see, well, let's see how he does in his second match against Vesely, who's one of only five players beating him this year. Um, Very fortunate for Djokovic. I, I think he's really lucky, and I think he would happily take the disruptions in schedule for an extra few days of rest and an extra few days of treatment on the wrist. I think that may end up in some ways salvaging his tournament now has a, a very winnable match coming up next. So I, I think that um, Djokovic really benefited from that off day. I think Andy Murray, though, I think between winning the gold in Rio, winning Wimbledon, and the way he played, you know, came back, made the finals of Cincinnati, and was exhausted. But that's a really nice effort on the heels of winning gold in Rio and looking terrific in her, his first round match. I think second seed in Andy Murray. May well be the player to beat on the men's side. Uh, what else has struck you? Give me...
1: I want to talk a little bit about Madison Keys because, okay. you know, her story got kind of lost. Everyone was sleeping on the opening night because she didn't finish until almost 2 a.m. But then she came back on Wednesday night and she, under an hour, 48 minutes, took care of business, went home before midnight and... Kind of got some rest, and I think she has a really interesting match coming up.
0: Who Naomi Osaka? Yeah, of course. Of right. course, how could you right. forget her? That's my girl. Um, <laughs> very big on Naomi Osaka, I and mean, she's 18, so uh, the the girl sounds pejorative, but really she's still a teenager. She's she's a she's going to be a great player, Osaka. Um, agree, agree on Madison. She first night match at Ash. It was because of her. I mean, I think she played last year against Serena, but this this was because she was the star. She was the uh, the top ten seed who gets the first night match, Arthur Ashe, comes out and for an hour was rough. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find the court, clearly nervous, playing a veteran American at Alley Risk. He survives, gets the second set to a tiebreaker, runs away, and then you're right, last night no trouble whatsoever against the junior. There's a great clip, by the way, of that match as a side note. Kayla Day was the junior, credit her for, for getting into the tournament as a 16-year-old, but after match point. Kayla Day, before going to the net, she walked sideways to the corner, and we said, what the heck is she doing? It turned out she looked like she was taking one of those towels. You know, all the players (laughs) like towels, so if you can go watch Match Point on YouTube before Kayla Day runs to the net to shake Madison Key's hand, it looks like she goes and makes a beeline to uh, take one of those souvenir towels. Um, Let me ask you a question. You played college soccer in college, did you not? I did. You still follow uh, Women's World Cup, You're, I mean, you know, the U.S. national team, you're, you're aware of the Hope Solo situation. Why don't you remind our uh, audience, what did Hope Solo say <laughs> that occasioned this six-month suspension in this uh, ruckus?
1: I think it had something to do with uh, calling someone a coward or some group of someone's a coward uh, and kind of spurred on from there. Uh, with some other not nice things publicly about
0: so gr- granted there was granted there was a track record and, and there was a, a lamentable regrettable history but Hope Solo after losing an Olympic match characterized the opposition as playing cowardly yes. not the most gracious no. moment in defeat but but I would say on the continuum do you know what Bertie... I'm not going to make you repeat <laughs> uh, no, you I'm not repeating what that one Bertie Tomick said to a fan. During his first round match,
1: yes, we shall not repeat. It,
0: it encouraged a uh, a sex act, <laughs> and it went downhill from there. If this were just as a thought exercise, yes, if this were the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. What do you think the penalty would be for Bernie Tommy
1: Well, depends on if the referee heard it, right?
0: This was soccer. On, feels a lot not, bigger
1: than the tennis court. <laughs>
0: I just am absolutely my my larger point here, um, and it's a little bit of a false equivalence, but still kind of a fun. Uh, thought exercise. I can't believe this wasn't a bigger story. And just from an outrage standpoint. I mean, Birdie Tomick, not unlike Hope Solo, a bit of a uh, unfortunate track record. You would think that if you'd been warned multiple times, you'd be a little extra careful. If I get multiple speeding tickets, maybe the next time I'm on the same road, I look a little cl- more closely at the odometer. <laughs> I haven't heard an announcement of his fine yet. But boy, if he gets off lightly for what he said to a fan, I think a, um, a, a dangerous precedent has been set. The other thing, Bernie Tomic, top 20 seed, uh, if he didn't tank his first round match, he certainly lost without maximum effort against a player who objectively he should be winning over pretty easily. Um, do you think. Knuckleheads. Every sport has them.
1: <laughs> Speaking of, do you think if it was Curios who said it, that it would have been a much bigger story. And maybe the fine would have been announced already.
0: Um, that is a great question. Uh, Kyrgios actually followed Tomic out yeah. on court, and after one game into the match, he already was jawing with the uh, chair umpire. I mean, I think there's a larger sort of encapsulation. The difference between the two is that they're both, you, you might say, uh, volatile is one of these euphemisms. They both have knucklehead qualities. The difference is that Kyrgios can overcome his... He won his match. He's still in the tournament. Uh, Bernie Tomick did not. I, I do think one thing that's interesting about Curious, again, we are taping this at about, what time is it? I don't know. Two, Two. o'clock on uh, Thursday. So I'm looking at my draw sheet. I looked at my New York Times magazine over the weekend. Did you do that as well? I did not. Nick, Nick Curious was on the cover of the New York Times magazine. Oh, I did. I saw You that. saw that, right? Um, In-depth. A story. Here's this 21-year-old tennis player. He's seated number 14. He's got a lot of talent. He's conflicted. He's not sure whether he likes tennis. I mean, a fairly rich piece about a colorful figure. Tennis needs new stars after the Big Four era. Here's this Australian kid. He's got all the talent in the world. He is playing today fourth on the grandstand. You know what that tells me, Jamie lasanti What does it tell you? that the tennis establishment still isn't quite sure what to make of this guy. I mean, you would think they would be jamming. Now, here comes this handsome, outspoken, athletic, 21-year-old kid. He's not just a prospect. This is a guy who's been to the you know Final Four of Wimbledon. This is a guy who's won events. He's had a very strong year despite some of his off-court uh, distractions. Comes in here, 14th seed. That's the kind of player, if I'm the head of marketing, I'm jamming down the – crowd's throat, I'm putting him on the marketing material, I'm putting him on Ash on a night session. Fourth on the grandstand, it's a little bit of a, what's a what's euphemism, a little bit of a slap in the face, a little bit of a UF, not necessarily in that order, to Nick Kyrgios. And I think what's going on here is that the tennis establishment still hasn't figured out what to make of this guy. Again, it's a lot like Andre Agassi a quarter century ago. We want color, but is this guy too volatile? We don't know what we're going to get with him. Is this going to end up as uh, a, some of the situations he's had elsewhere, including Australia, where it's unfortunate and the story of the day becomes um, controversial? So Nick Curios, again, he just sort of big picture of this. Roger is not here. You want to cultivate stars. He speaks English. He's handsome. He loves the NBA. I mean, sports would kill for this kind of a profile. And yet Nick Curios finds himself fourth on the grandstand, which is something other than... Uh, a prime time scheduling,
1: and I think he has an appeal that goes beyond tennis. I think people who and that's you know whether point. that's yeah, for good a, a good, you know, good press or bad press, people I think people outside of the sport sort of know him as this like bad guy, and that kind of you know brings in. We're in the U.S. We're in New York. We, you know, we kind of like these kind of athletes here, so I, I totally agree. Maybe the hope is that, you know, they they have some nice matches on the new grandstand, and, you know, the match spills over into the night and gets a nice crowd on a new court that they're right. trying to sort of make part of this whole revamp to, to the grounds, but...
0: That's very optimistic. Yeah. We don't think this is... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, the night session is about to start, and uh, here goes Serena Williams, and who cares about the uh, the Aussie kid fighting out. Um, I, I think it's, it's, not, it's not a little bit like the roof, right? We complain about the roof. We need a roof. It's embarrassing they don't have a roof. All these Monday finals, and you finally get the roof, and it's charmless and, and noisy. And here we need a young star. We need someone who's going to transcend tennis, someone who's going to be outspoken, enough of these boring gentlemen. And here... Along comes Nick Kyrgios and he plays Pokemon and he suffers from endearing arrested development and he's really athletic and he hits trick shots. I mean, it's everything you could want. And uh, suddenly he he doesn't respect the sport and he's too volatile and we're going to bury him on uh, on the side court. Anyway, um, what else we have? We've got um, an interesting night match, I think, between Juan Martín Del Potro and Steve Johnson. Some, I think, a little. I don't know if this gets to Del Potro, and I don't even know. So much is going on in his life. I don't even know if these comments get to him. I don't know if they also figuratively get to him, if he's bothered by them. But Steve Johnson was one of the players who spoke out against Del Potro of getting a wild card. Why don't these slots go to Americans? Um, that might be a little extra friction underlying this smite match. But these are matches with two guys with huge forehands and for very different reasons. Much less strong backhands. So I think it's an interesting match for both of them. It's a young American, Steve Johnson, the highest seeded American right now against Del Potro coming off that great Olympics, but also kind of an interesting X's and O's match.
1: Agreed. Looking forward. That was one of our top matches to watch. And Johnson's coming off a five set win. That um, was a match that got lost in the shuffle.
0: That match got <coughs> totally lost in the shuffle. And Steve Johnson plays Donskoy and beats him in Rio 6-1, 6-1 in about as much time as it's going to take us to record this podcast. (laughs) And uh, similar surface three weeks later, and Steve Johnson has to save six match points to survive. Um, It's interesting. Isner, very close to losing to TFO. Francis TFO was serving for the match, and uh, Isner barely prevailed in the first round. And then Isner... Much less trouble beating Steve Darcy in the second round. Um, Jack Sock had to go five sets against Taylor Fritz and sort of went away for about an hour, finally came back to take control of the match. Then Jack Sock, a much easier time in the second round, and it'll be interesting to see Steve Johnson, who was in real trouble. I mean, forget what we said. This was, was beyond circling the drain. This was like three quarters down. Um, six he, match he gets points. He a backhand. Six match points. Uh, one of them was a backhand, which is his... Conspicuously, by far his weaker wing that hit the line. So literally inches, and Steve Johnson is uh, no longer in the tournament, and now suddenly here he is on a big night session, ash match against Del Potro. So right.
1: we are uh, set for some Americans past the middle weekend this year. Yes? Uh, some, some American yeah. men. Some American say, oh, men.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, that's what I thought you meant. Um, I, meant. <laughs> I think maybe? I think... Um, certainly just in terms of numbers when you have Donaldson and Ryan Harrison helping out the other three that that certainly kind of brings things along. A little disappointment in Sam Querrey who you know you beat Novak Djokovic in one slam and in the next slam you lose uh, pretty handily to Tip Sarevich who's far from the player he was when he beat Andy Roddick here five six years ago Um, but I think that uh, yeah you know Isner is in that Djokovic pocket so Either it's going to be really tough for John Isner to advance or he gets a compromised left wrist injured Novak Djokovic and might have a real opportunity. I, I do think, um, I, I would say decent shot we get some Americans through this middle weekend. I mean, I think I, realistically aren't even going to win the tournament. Highly unlikely, but definitely some some strides on the men's side. And then the women's side, again, Venus Williams hasn't played her second match as we Speak right now, but I think Serena's the favorite, and I would put Madison Keys as right at that next level. So I think the women's side could be full of some nice surprises,
1: especially now that Muguruza is out of. Her
0: yeah, with corner. Muguruza, yeah, very good, very good point.
1: Uh, um, let's real quick look ahead a little bit. Semifinals.
0: Any predictions? We'll do this again next week before the uh, semifinals. I feel a lot better about Serena than I did before the tournament. I think she answered a lot of questions. And I also think that Serena knows this, and so does the opposition, that she doesn't have to be at her best to win. And Again, I I love the – watch this Naomi Osaka-Keys match ought to be a lot of fun. That, in the future, is a match you're likely to see much later in a draw. I wish Venus, I like Venus's draw. I wish Venus didn't have to play almost three hours in her first match. Radwanska has never had great, great success at the US Open, but is a very quiet number fourth seed worth watching. Um, Kerber track record this year speaks for itself. Uh, I would feel a little better about her if she. had come up with a better effort in the gold medal match and the match in which the number one ranking was a play but I picked keys before the tournament and and you don't I'll stick switch. with that you are sticking no out. exactly come I you can't. can't switch
1: I'm no you can't switch. I'm sticking with my pick, which is Hall right. but my men's pick is no longer is no you longer you- available so <laughs> I, I can switch my pick. I picked Milo Troage. And he really—he Oh, oh that's, he that's really an interesting uh,
0: pick. He did. He let you down.
1: He did let me down. He so looked great weird, in his first I round just, match. I he don't really get did. that
0: because yesterday was not particularly hot. No, and it he said that he him. takes
1: pre- precautions to so, you know hydrate and you know do all this, and he was very kind of descriptive yeah, right. about is, this, this his. This is not
0: a guy who like you know cuts corners with exactly. his preparation. I I couldn't figure that out, and by the end of that match, I mean he couldn't. He, he didn't couldn't. have the energy to swing at the back. I mean, he couldn't hit a two in backhand.
1: He and wasn't was even good. able to serve.
0: Yeah, exactly. So um, his his body really let him down. I can't even remember who I picked. I'm probably boring Djokovic. I, I think Murray realistically <laughs> has probably surged ahead, but um, Djokovic is a defending champ. Has done so much winning. Again, you look at Djokovic's draw now. I think that 72 hour rest period really could help him.
1: Nadal's got a great shot.
0: Nadal has a, uh, you know, a very nice draw too. I
1: said this in our in our little preview, but we were at an event and Federer had mentioned something about uh, when he won the gold medal in doubles. Well, all right, in two
0: thousand eight. In two thousand eight,
1: right. and he, you know, came here and he ended up winning the title at the U.S. Open. He said that he sort of wishes the same for Nadal this year because That's Nadal nice. won the doubles and. Uh, you
0: know, has Very good. I'll, back. Tell you, so uh, I'll tell I'm you. I'm sticking else. with
1: Federer's prediction.
0: <laughs> that year, 2008, Federer had done hadn't won a major all year, yeah. and there was a lot of sort of what's the state of his game? His time passed him by. Ironically enough, Nadal's the one who just beat him at Wimbledon and the French Open previously that year. So um, Nadal too, that's a lot of, a lot of parallels. Nadal obviously has not won a major um, this year or last year. You know what's interesting too about Nadal is he has had a rough go of it. I mean, he won the French Open two years ago and hasn't really contested for a slam, hasn't been in a final of a major since then, but he looked great at the French Open, won both his matches in straight Mm -hmm. sets before the wrist acted up. He looked very good at the Olympics before running out of gas. And then he looked very good. Coming All right, here comes. And then he looked very good uh, in the first two matches here. All right, that does it for us. We're getting kicked out of this room. Thanks for listening. I'm John Wertheim. This is Jamie Lasanti. This is this week's Sports Illustrated Tennis Podcast. We're getting kicked out of a room. Enjoy the next few days, everyone.